Hey there, sports fans. It's Kev with Bad Dinner Guest, and I have a special surprise for you again. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm here again, not the high version <laughs> of Bad Dinner Guest, Dijon, one of the original guys out there. I'm back, and I'm back for good. No, I'm he, just kidding. But no, I am back for at least tonight. <laughs> What's up, Kev? He's back. He's back for good part time. It's just part time, right? We're 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 officially Dijon's side chick, right. but exactly. it's cool because we're that side chick that that knows about it and actually helps with the deception. So absolutely, you know, absolutely. When when he when he calls us, we we drop we drop our voice an octave and say, you know, Bill's towing. <laughs> <laughs> I have you in the you're in my phone as mom, so just. It just has a first letter. Yeah, right. I just <laughs> it's mom, <laughs> and then my mom is actually Diana. So yeah, when mom's calling, you know they all you know like, oh okay, it's just your mother. <laughs> oh, how have you been, man? I am. I'm doing well. Keeping busy, trying to up our production values over here. I know. I see. Doing like, doing some things. We have the fancy mics and the soundboard. Man, it's looking like a little studio up in here. Working man. on working on video. We need we need. A better layout in here but we're gonna have a video camera feed coming soon man that's exciting keeping with the live cast yeah work, you we're guys. working on a motion comic yeah and it's coming out in the fall okay date to be tbd that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna tease it anymore for what we are we're actually in the process of uh, the the script is written and we're doing uh the recording the voice acting now we have some of the animation done but Really, in this situation, you need the voices to make the anim to know how long to make the animations. Right. Um. So you'll be very interested. You're gonna love. It's it's one of your favorites, not Batman. Uh, no. one one of your other favorites. So Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Deadpool is involved in this. All right. That's good. I mean, that if, is if as much. has anything to do with it, you know, Deadpool is gonna be involved. That's why I didn't feel too bad giving it away because mm -hmm. it's not really a giveaway. We did. We Lou has his own comic podcast now it's uh comes out a couple of times a month mm -hmm. lucky's comic corner check it out on our youtube or soundcloud guys uh he did it lucky's. we did <laughs> lucky's comic oh no it's lucky's comic talk i call it lucky's comic corner because i guess i'm an alliteration freak my brain just does it on its own yeah, now fair enough <laughs> but he did a marvel episode of mm. for august uh and out of the five five comics four of them were deadpool so yeah, that tells you everything you know, know about Lou <laughs> and his love for Deadpool. So, but I mean, if you're gonna love somebody, why not the pool of dead? So exactly. And mentioning Lou and and things that he loves, we're gonna touch on. Now, we're not gonna do a full NFL preview. We're gonna have the full panel on for that. We're gonna have as many of our bad dinner guests, sports host available but Dijon and I are going to do a little uh little halfsy here yeah we're going to cover the Just favorite teams of our divisions and then I actually did one of these with Sean already so I can just tell I'll let the I'll remind the people where Sean stands on his favorite division and then you and I will cover what we think will happen with the AFC North because we all already know Lou thinks the Bengals will win it right so <laughs> we'll try to provide a little bit of objectivity there right so with that being said where do we want to start do you just want to rip the band-aid off yeah and just i you know what i don't remember a lot of things from last night because for some reason i, I got the alcohol abuse from just smoking weed 
But I remember you guys kept on bagging on me about Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo was he was brought up at least four times. So, so I remember it differently. <laughs> I remember it that I made a joke about someone else, and I referenced them being held together by duct tape, and just based on a conversation we had had earlier in yeah. the car, mm -hmm. where you and I had described the different types of. Did less stronger tape than duct tape that Tony Romo was actually held together with. I believe we settled on painter's tape. Painter's tape, yeah. <laughs> and so I said something, and it was I think it was just because we spoke for 20 minutes about duct tape and wood glue that when we were in the podcast, Which I just happened Tony to say Romo's that, bones, yes. and you just went, boom, stop talking about Tony Romo. Dude, I mean, so naturally, we're going to start by talking about Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. I know, the man who's made of tongue depressors and saran wrap. Like, this this guy is hurt. Again, he comes in for three plays, gets himself hurt, out for six to ten weeks. But, um, you know, I, I love what they've done with Dak Prescott. The, the kid has looked really good. Granted, it's the preseason where you have teams who look awesome in the preseason, like the Philadelphia Eagles last year, and then suck or in the, the season. Or the 0-16 Lions that went 4-0. Right, in the preseason. And then you have teams like you know the Patriots who will go like 1-3 in the preseason because Tom Brady never plays. And then while well, they're the Patriots, they're in the playoffs every single season. The year the Colts won the Super Bowl, they went 0-4 in the preseason. Yeah, preseason doesn't really matter. But at the same know. time, though, it is – I mean, would it be – would it be better if Dak Prescott looked terrible in the preseason? No, like you, you know, let's not get too excited yet. But at least he doesn't look bad, you know. Yeah. You're exactly right. That's so it's kind of like that take it with the grain of salt type thing. Like let's see what the kid has during the regular season. But you know, a lot of people said the Cowboys don't have a shot of, of winning this division, and obviously I'm a fan, and I'm gonna look at this as objective as possible and i look at the rest of the roster where you have the strongest offensive line in the nfl you have a top five wide receiver in des bryant you have a hall of fine hall of fine hall of fine hall of fine what what <laughs> you have a hall of fame tied in and jason witten uh and Dak's not going to have to really do much on offense he's just so do you think jason witten is hall of fine worthy because uh, i mean of, he's hall of fame worthy. I, I think he might probably offer the ladies some of that <laughs> country boy that like if he was on farmers only that he oh would just God. slay He'd be the poster boy oh yeah he's the poster boy of farmers only he i is, hope he finds this so we can put plug that put that idea and like go go get you some endorsements right. jason i know you don't need any more money but i mean why not? he's big he's country like the dude is the slowest human being in the nfl and he's always open for some and reason. he's making some great catches again preseason oh yeah take your from salt, deck take your salt pill but you saw that touchdown catch where he you know climbed over mm -hmm. some no names back I, can't, I don't remember who it was I, uh, some guy but that was a hell of a catch Pretty hell of a throw by Dak Prescott. So, you know, if, if Dak can keep the the boat float floating for when Tony gets back, we have a realistic shot. And, you know, the rest of our division, I, I just don't see it, man. Like, the Giants are always going to be there. So, besides the Giants, their offense should be unstoppable when you have Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham, who's just a freak. You know, they if you have Victor Cruz. Yeah, that, that's true. That's another guy who's made of, you know, he's made of gummy bears. So um, he's going to break his ankle at any time. But if they have Cruz on the field, you have Cruz and you have ODB and you have their the rookie out of Oklahoma, who I really like in Sterling Shepard. Um, that's a pretty nasty aerial attack. And uh, with the running back with Jennings and uh, who they get anybody? 
a rookie running back, or I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I press on, and I will fact check it because as a as a avid fantasy player, I avoid the Giants' backfield at all. Yeah, costs. it's kind of like had, the Patriots, where you just you, if you have any of them, and you have no running back because yeah. it's impossible to tell when they're going to go off waiver wire. Yeah. And I don't know how to feel about the Giants. I think that they have a decent offense, but again, there's not going to be any running game. How good is the O line going to be? Yeah. But they spent a ton of money on their defense in the offseason. They got Olivier Vernon. Um, that's the only one I really know. That's that's. Uh, I haven't really followed that much of the offseason for the Giants, but I know they got Olivier Vernon, who was a werewolf down in uh, Miami. But they paid a ton of money for him. But you know, if they can get their defense to play any kind of defense, then you know they'll be the Giants, and they have Eli Manning. You know, the guy who doesn't show up in the regular season but as soon as the playoff rolls around he wins the super bowl so yeah i mean the the giants they're they're almost all guaranteed at least to be 500 but they're also so rarely over 10 wins all right so it's like and, yeah they're always in there they're always in it but i don't see them as a as a real i mean they're a threat only because of where this division is i feel like everybody's sort of around 500 right. I, don't, I don't see washington taking a big step right the eagles will be lucky to get to 500 yeah i think the eagles are gonna be trash this year man and oh we forgot to say that the giants and eagles are both breaking in new coaches so you know that's something to see and that and that is the other thing about the giants is yeah they have always while they've always been a shoe in for that record that was under tom coughlin and All right that that in itself sort of adds credibility to him as a coach. Right. That sort of longevity. Uh, the only guy with more lives seems to be Marvin Lewis. Can't get, Marvin Lewis. That is guy like, can't get fired. I don't like, understand. He's like a cockroach, not as an insult. And the what I, what I mean to say is when the world ends a nuclear holocaust, Marvin Lewis will be cool. Like he'll be somewhere holed up, holding a job even. Like no, this dude is Teflon. Right. Um, but I do think he's done a good job, and I think that's like my hat's off to the Bengals for sticking to it. That's what happens when you yeah. stick to it. Tom Coughlin is what happens when you stick to it. I bet the Eagles are wishing they had stuck to it with Andy Reid now when they look over at Kansas yeah. City and look at where a, they're what at. What a freaking disaster Chip Kelly was. You know, He went in there and fire sold their whole team, and he's left to a cupboard bear. They have no one outside of you know Jordan Matthews is a pretty good wide receiver. Other than that, they got no one. I mean, what? Uh, Matthews, the running back, Matthews, um, Ryan Matthews. He he looks Don't good. In he got uh, he looked good in spots, you know, when he was a backup. But other than that, I don't see him as a lead guy. And you know, how about that Demarco Murray signing? Now he's run. He's taking the pill down in Tennessee. Like it's just they're they're a dumpster fire. I think I think the and I also think the Browns are going to boat race them opening day. Watch. Oh yeah. I agree, and then there's going to be a lot of Browns hype because the Browns are going to drop big numbers. That that's going to we'll get to the Browns in a minute because I want to talk about them actually at length because I think that's a very interesting season we're going to see from them. But uh, absolutely, as, as far as where I think your division plays out, I had your Cowboys as a lock this year yeah. with Romo, assuming because he's one of those guys. Like as much as we. We do give him some shit about being a breadstick. In actuality, he's 
you know, uh, he's Olive he's, Garden breadstick. He's or? closer. Yeah, yeah, they're really soft ones, the kinds that like don't break. They're right. just like you can just bend it in half. Yeah, that's over Tony your Rumble. knee, and it won't break. Um, he's closer to Steve McNair than he is to Jim Everett. You know, he's a, he was a, he plays hurt all the time, and he had two now three major injuries, but. Um. Besides, besides that, he's rarely missed a lot of time. Right. You know, like he he's actually yeah. had a pretty pretty lengthy career. Put some time in. I thought they were a lock. I still think they're going to win the division. Honestly, as long Just by as by default, it, yeah, oh, by default, and well, by that running game. If Zeke stays healthy, I oh, know he's yeah. just a rookie. Um, Dak doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be the next Tony Romo. He doesn't have to I mean, be the next Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. Like look, he just has to go out there and just look be. at all the rookie quarterbacks who've had success in recent memory. I mean, before RG three got ran into the ground in Washington, his rookie season was actually our people could argue it was better than Andrew Lux and Andrew Luck won the rookie of the year. And he had a hell of a rookie season with no talent around him. Um, and then you had, um, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson, as soon as he got that team, that's when Seattle really turned it around is when Russell, they had stability at quarterback. So yeah. it's not impossible or improbable that Dak Prescott could have a, a hell of a season. I'm not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but by that time, if the playoffs goes around, Tony Romo should be back until he gets hurt again, falling off the bench. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think that the Cowboys could win this division still. It all depends on their defense. If their defense can stop anyone, if their defense plays like they did last year, they're not going to win very many games. So they they, they got to stop somebody. And they have a lot of suspensions. They have Randy Gregory suspended for who knows how long. He has to go to rehab. He's going to join his buddy Johnny Manziel. Um, you have Demarcus Lawrence, who's hurt or injured for the first four games. The middle linebacker, Ronaldo, Ronaldo McClain, that – freaking basket case he's who knows he's in the matrix somewhere on oz he's not even on this planet right now so you know they have they still have some talent on there with sean lee and a pretty good secondary but uh sean lee's another guy like tony romo where he's just one you know super bowl blade of grass away from breaking his knee so <laughs> that guy he he's always hurt too it's surprising that he played a lot last season so i think sean lee's problem is that he's a talented athlete who plays like that guy on the basketball court that has no talent yeah right like he's too <laughs> it's weird it's a weird critique to give he he's a try hard and so he That's gets hurt because he puts himself in the middle of every play he reminds me of like John Favreau's character in the replacements where like he's trying to go crazy, but then like his body just can't hold up to his craziness and he like runs his face into somebody else's and next thing you know, he's out for six weeks. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't necessarily think Sean Lee is soft as much as I think he just plays with reckless abandon for his body. Right. <laughs> he's not going to be one of those guys that sues the NFL. Uh, uh, he, he might end up in a wheelchair though by the time he's 45. But yeah, I got the Cowboys going 10 and 6 winning the division. Um I don't have any other team making the playoffs out of that. Uh, no division. no Redskins this year? No Redskins this year. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Redskins. That's right. Yeah, I mean, was... that's because they're the Redskins, you know. That's who cares about them. But uh I mean, actually I did draft Jordan Reed on my fantasy team, so at least hopefully one Redskin has to do well. So, uh you know, with Kirk Cousins, we'll see. Uh you got to show me more. One magical season is not going to let me 
take the reins and say that he is the second coming of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, but he had a great season last year. And if he can duplicate that, then he's the real deal. So did I, I think I might have said this yesterday, but when I think of the most average quarterback, like if I'm trying to rank the quarterbacks and I don't know exactly how I would do it, but normally when I try to rank things, I put the stuff that I know is at the bottom at the bottom stuff that I know is near the top, at least jumble it up at the top right? and try to pick like my medium, guys. my my middle guy. Your Sam Bradford's of the world. My, my Chad Pennington's of the world. <laughs> Mr. Noodle Arm, Mr. He would have 700 completions for 300 passing my, yards. The Alex Smith's of the world. Like, for instance, th- this is my debate right now. Who's the more average court? Is it Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins? Or do you have another nominee? I would have to say Alex Smith, man, because Kirk Cousins threw 30 touchdowns last season, 30 plus touchdowns, I believe. So that's that's a hell of a he had a hell of a season last year. Fair enough. But all right. So that's good. You have you we have a new nominee because that's my my idea here is I want to get everybody's opinion. Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is not even average. He's terrible. Don't, get me, don't get me fucking started on Jay Cutler. Like that guy is ass. Everybody falls in love with his arm strength, and that fool will lose you a game just as quickly as he'll win you a game. He, he doesn't even win games. He's he's terrible. I hate Jay Cutler. He needs to just go and be on a reality TV show with his reality TV wife and stop playing football. You know what she does now? What? She does what we do, but she's paid very well for it she is the podcaster producer or whatever so colin cowherd Mm -hmm. has his own show um because he got fired from espn right and on on his show he sits at a desk by himself and she sits 10 feet away off camera like the the, the legit they have to they have a second camera pointed at her so when she does talk they have to cut to her right she doesn't sit she's not allowed at the adults table (laughs) but I don't know if she works as his producer. I don't imagine that she's over there like working the computers and, and the soundboards and stuff, but she just chimes in occasionally on the herd uh, well, on Fox now. Like that's her job. Well, guess what? She does more for that show than Jay Cutler does for the Bears. So, you know, that, he's, he's so bad. She's the real champion. He, she is the real champion. He's just, can we not talk about Jay Cutler? Because I can waste so much time talking about how much I hate that guy. But, I kind of, uh, I kind of like it, just in case my uh, my dad or brother ever decide to pick up a podcast. I hope it's this one. I just want to let it sink in. We get in arguments every year over. They actually support Jay Cutler. How is that possible? Yeah, He's such my, a my loser. dad's a Jay Cutler guy. He always talks about like it's the offensive line. We don't. We have a terrible offensive line. Uh. You know, injured wide receivers. Like he is always at the ready for the Cutler excuses, except on game day. (laughs) (laughs) On game day, the dude is a bum. Like, how can you not make the playoffs with Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, and Brandon Marshall on your team at one point with Martellus Bennett? I mean, Luke McCown came in there for crying out loud and laid it up. I tried to make that argument. Still sucks. Tried to make that argument. Doesn't stick. Uh, like you know. I because it all started. I gave him some shit. He he spent American dollars on a Jay Cutler jersey for my little brother, <laughs> and I just, I gave him shit about it. I was like, dude, you Your had dad options. actually paid money for a you Jay had Cutler options. jersey. 
I, I mean, I've, I, I'm assuming that he paid. Can you yeah. please go and tell him to return it and just go get him an Erlacher jersey from Goodwill or something? I, I tried. Nope. <laughs> this is how we got here. Jay Cutler is the epitome of butt sauce. Yeah. Bro. So the Bears, shout out to our boy Danny. And I'm Dan. Have you met Ted? Also a Bears fan. In for a long season. Jeremy Langford, though. What do you think? I, one last thing. I guess we, we these guys, the Bears snuck their way into this I conversation. Know, right? But since we're talking about him. Thoughts on Langford? He's not. He's not, my, a, he's not a sneaky pick anymore. Everybody's. He's my number one running back uh, on my fantasy team. So I actually. So we. I went, have high hopes for Jeremy Langford. I, I. I would too if I were you. Um. I. I think he was. He went from a sneaky pick to a trendy pick to I was sitting in a draft board yesterday where people were giving shit for how high they took Langford. Right. And it's like. Man, how did that happen? Yeah, um, I liked him a lot at Michigan State. I think he really was a catalyst of that team. Connor Cook, obviously, was a big part, and he's great quarterback. But I really think the heart and soul of that Michigan State team was Jeremy Langford. If you go back and watch them against Stanford in the Rose Bowl, and uh, a year later when they played uh, was at Baylor in the Cotton Bowl, they he came up huge for them so and he also murdered ohio state every time we played us so, right. you know and you go if you go and beat my team and i still like you you have done something right so <laughs> you got his stamp of approval yeah i'd also like to take this moment to point out that the washington redskins are so vanilla that we found a way to talk about the Chicago Bears and college football over <laughs> talking about the Redskins chances of okay because you say Kirk Cousins Jordan Reed Deshaun Jackson and moving on because yep. there's no one really Josh Norman you know, no they, they did get Josh they paid Norman. a lot of money just so people like us would say his name and <laughs> so there it is so we're in agreement on the Cowboys now something just sprung on me again before we move on to the to my division which I am really kind of just delaying the inevitable. I don't really want to talk about it, but I had a thought. We were talking about Langford, which made me think about Forte. Mm -hmm. We were talking about Romo. Mm -hmm. Made me think about Drew Brees. I got thinking about, do you see, when we were talking about fantasy football, Who's is there a Peyton Manning to be worried about? Now, now Peyton won the Super Bowl last year, So, but... And fantasy-wise wise, and, and playing-wise. I know so many people who lost so much money over drafting Peyton Manning so high and him sucking so much balls. Like, So you're saying who's getting the Peyton Manning treatment this year? Is there anybody, year? like, is there any, are, like, are, are you worried about, like, at one point some of these guys are going to drop off. Right. For instance, you know, I have Frank Gore in the flex right now I'm, on a fantasy league. It may surprise you who I'm going to pick, but go ahead. Well, who, who do you got? I, I got, just, he's been a workhorse in this league but since what 2007 de facto number one pick pretty much besides this year and i'm going with adrian peterson i think adrian peterson is going to have a shit year man he's going to have the drop off i think he's going to have the drop off where he's been so good for so long and i just i, I watched it last year in his running style he just doesn't have that it factor anymore because he's what 31 32 years old he's taken so many hits I think Adrian Peterson's over the hill, and I think that he's going to run for – I mean, it's the NFL, so he'll run for 1,000 yards, which is not impressive anymore. But uh, he, he's, he may not even may hit that, though. You know, he, he may not. I think he's going to run for between five and seven touchdowns and under 1,000 yards, and for Adrian Peterson, that's a failure. So that, that's my guy. All right. Okay. Cool. I, I – um... 
For me, it's Drew Brees. I think I think we have seen the last good, the you know the last mm-hmm. of Drew Brees being a top tier guy. Um, there's not maybe if Ingram builds off of last year and has an even better season at right. running back there. He just he doesn't have the weapons anymore. You know, there's no, no. Jimmy Graham. You know, Colston's over the hill if he's even still no, there. He got I, cut, but they did cut. see that. They did get uh, your boy from Indy, Kobe Fleener, uh, as tight end. So there's no more Ben Watson there anymore. So he's the only de facto tight end on their roster. And they just drafted uh, my guy, my guy, Michael Thomas, out of Ohio State in the second round. So And they said he's been lighting it up. but And they still have Brandon Cooks on the roster. So they'll, they'll, won't, they won't be the Saints of, you know, Drew Brees throwing 40 touchdowns and them being the number one and number two team in scoring. But... He has a little bit of weapons there, but it, it wouldn't surprise me either if Drew Brees had a Peyton Manning type season. Yeah, because I factor in the wear and tear with him too. It was a struggle for him to get. I mean, he got through the season, but he was he was banged up a decent oh, amount yeah. last year. Um, and while we're on the topic of struggling last year and struggling to get through it. Let's talk about the AFC South and my oh. hometown, Indianapolis Colts, and. <laughs> The end of what was a de facto dynasty, as I like to call it, in the AFC South, uh, where we won by default for almost a decade, won that division. Yeah, you know it's the end of the road when Brian Hoyer is (laughs) winning your division. Brian freaking Hoyer. Good Lord, that guy's awful. But uh, I just, we'll start I, with the Colts, so we'll get to him later. As you said that, I was just picturing Brian Hoyer fist pumping in a Texans uniform while boys to men sing end of the road. Yeah. Over, uh, <laughs> I think that was boys to men. I can't remember. But the Colts, man, I, you know, they have Andrew Luck. He's an elite quarterback. He's, he's he was. I think he still is. And healthy, Andrew Luck is one of the rare guys like uh, an Aaron Rodgers who can really hurt you with his feet, but he's really good at passing. He can also kill you with his arms. So I really like the kid, Andrew Luck, even though, you know, I was talking about this with a buddy. The thing about Andrew Luck, though, is elite quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Well, I take that back because it happened to Peyton Manning a few years ago, but they don't, they rarely get destroyed in playoff games like the Colts did against the Patriots that one year in the playoffs. And also even that same year, the Cowboys did a number on Andrew Luck. And I just, you would never see a Aaron Rodgers led team get blown out by 30 points. That's the only thing that kind of like about Andrew Luck where I'm like, ah, I think he's a great talent, but I need to see more. But Aaron Rodgers has also never come back from down 34 points to win a playoff game either. Oh, absolutely. But it's how rare. How down. rare? When have you ever seen the Packers lose by 30? I don't think I've ever seen them lose by well, 30 when Aaron Rodgers right. been there. Fair enough. It's, it, that's the loaded part of that stat. It's like, well, how'd you get down 34? But, I mean, that's the biggest comeback in playoff history. So as far as I don't see it as being Andrew Luck, I don't think you can make the argument that he shrinks in the playoffs. No, I'm not saying um, about the playoffs. I'm just talking about in general. With elite quarterbacks, their teams don't get blown out. I mean, they'll lose maybe by – I mean, it, well, in the NFL, I guess, you can consider 21 points a blowout. But I'm talking about 28, four touchdown-plus blowouts. I mean, I think if with the right – I I, I want to look into that. I want to hunt that down and, and see 
because I think that it might happen a little more often than we think because there's a lot of factors that go in it, man. If the defense isn't stopping anybody. Right, but the quarterback, fumble, though, the, the, quarterback, the quarterback with I, – I, and this is, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate this guy because I hate the Packers, but I respect the hell out of him because with him on, the, they always have a chance to win every single game, and they do not get blown out. They will always be in the game towards the end. I mean, 14 points, if you consider that a blowout, then okay, you know, my argument's null and void. But. Well, I'm just saying I think that more than twice Aaron Rodgers has lost by three or four touchdowns. I said three touchdowns is, if you consider that a blowout, fine. But I'm talking four. about four plus. Four plus. All right. Well, either way, I, I want to dig into up. that. I want to dig Go into look it. it up and bring we it don't up. have the time for it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But just text me or but, something. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, and if I'll, you're right, if then you're right, I'll tell you on the air. I'm That's saying if 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 uh if I'm wrong, then you can tell me to eat a bag of dicks through text or something. Oh, but, no, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it publicly. But getting back on point though to uh, Andrew Luck, I said I love the kid's talent. Um, he has two pretty good wide receivers in T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief. Um, Dwayne Allen's a good tight end. Don't forget Pip Dorsett in the slot. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. So, um, they they got some weapons now. They got to stop somebody, and with Robert Mathis, who was probably in Madden two thousand and four, <laughs> you know, um, the man's still playing. So about half that Colts defense eats dinner at four o'clock, <laughs> which is why they they have a hard time with those evening games because they're they're old. Man. They. <laughs> They have their uh, their early morning breakfast clubs there. Yeah, they've got a lot of guys in their twilight. Trent Cole, Robert Mathis, uh, with Davis being hurt. Uh, but, uh, the Colts are actually, so speaking of them, uh, they, just, they just signed Stephen Ridley. So there's their, their, oh. their new backup for Frank Gore. Stephen Ridley, the guy who couldn't get on the field against and beat out Amir Dula up in... Detroit, the guy, Steven yeah, Ridley. that that Stephen Ridley and ran just for ninety the Patriots yards. Effects, man, it's like these guys do wonders on the Patriots, and they go other teams, and they all suck. It's always happened, and every single case I can think of, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's been an outlier here or there, but it's not yeah. the standard. The standard is you play for the Patriots, you leave, you get paid, you suck. Yep, then you come back. And on I was just gonna say that they you pay come you back. less than they paid you the first time. Legarrette Blunt, I'm looking at you, bud. Right, <laughs> Dion Branch. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So um, I tell you what, Bill always wins. So the rest of the division, I, my I'm telling you, man, I got a sleeper. I'm going with the Jags to win this division. Oh, they... <sighs> is that is that is that your sleeper? I'm so happy you said that, man, because I have Oakland and the Jags making the playoffs this year, man. Well, to touch on that, Sean also has Oakland winning the division. I have the Chiefs winning that division out west uh -huh. because I think they're the most consistent, and I, the, I just their defense is great. Jamal Charles is going to get hurt, and then Alex Smith is going to be Alex Smith and be completely average. And then they'll probably they'll be there in the end. Definitely, yeah. they'll definitely be there in the end. So, see the Raiders, they have to prove it to me. To me, the Jags don't have to prove it to me because I don't think anybody else in the AFC South is going to be able to anyway. The right. Texans, I expect a big drop. Uh, I know. Yeah, you're not a believer in Osweiler. No, I'm not a believer in Osweiler. Wow. Um. I'm also not a believer in you know they don't have they don't have Foster anymore. I know he's been hurt a lot, but he was but a they big got part Lamar of Lamar Miller offense. from from the Dolphins, man. And we'll we'll see how people that works are, out. You see how 
people are jumping on this bandwagon with Lamar Miller, like in fantasy leagues. This guy's going in the first round. In they did cases. that. Yeah, well, some of them did that last year. Maybe not at first round, but people jumped on his bandwagon about this time last year, yeah. Miami. Uh, different setting. Yeah, different setting. Zone, zone blocking guy. scheme, zone running scheme. We'll, you never, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. But they have one of my absolute favorite wide receivers in the NFL, and DeAndre Hopkins, who's, in my opinion, he's the best. People call me crazy because they're riding Antonio Brown's dick. But I think without Ben Roethlisberger, I think Antonio Brown is a very average wide receiver. Um, he's a great route runner and has good hands, but I'm just not a believer in the little guys unless your name is Steve Smith. So without Wes Welker, he he's not a complete wide receiver. Like when he went on to the outside, he needs to have another dominant wide receiver to compliment him. If Wes Welker's your one, you're in trouble. Wes Welker, he made his money playing with Randy Moss. Demarius Thomas, like, come on, man. If you, you're telling me a team with Wes Welker as your number one is going to be dominant. So he's the smartest wide receiver of all time. Exactly. He, <laughs> he is the smartest wide receiver of all time. But I, I, I truly believe DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL purely for the fact he had absolutely nothing. Well, one, Calvin Johnson retired, so uh, that opened up the spot for the best wide receiver in the NFL. And two, he was had Brian Hoyer. Brandon Whedon and Laverne and Shirley throwing him the ball last year, and he still beasted. The man can do it all. He can do the jump ball. He can run good routes. He has great hands. He's fast. He can run by you. There's nothing that kid can't do. And this is coming from a Des Bryant lover. You know, I, I love Des Bryant. I have. I will fully. Admit, I picked him in the first round of my fantasy draft. That's how much a bias I have for Des Bryant. Did you have this draft after the Romo injury and you still took him first? No, it was before the Romo injury. Okay, all right. Then that's a pass. So, But I probably still would have taken him anyway because I love me some DB, man, and I was going wide receiver, wide receiver. And for some reason, well, it's not for some reason. There's really no strong running backs this year. They're all a bunch of outliers or question marks. So you had Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. go one and two. Yep. You had Julio Jones go. Actually, no, we had... Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, and Julio Jones go one, two, three in my league. And I'm like, God damn, well, I'm going to go ahead and get DeAndre Hopkins. Sure enough, pick seven comes. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. I'm like, what are you guys leaving me with? I had, so I picked up AJ Green and Des Bryant, which I hate AJ Green, but hey. So let's exactly. go and get him. But, um, got to do what you got to do. Back to Hopkins, man. I love that kid. And I think, uh, the, the Texans, they're, they're an interesting, and they also got the, the kid from Will Fuller from Notre Dame, mm -hmm. the kid, you know, he he's definitely special. He has speed. He has hands. I, I like that hey, pick a lot. He catches the ball with his body a lot. As a guy, I watched that guy play a yeah. lot of football. I forgot you're Notre Dame I fan. I watched that guy play a lot of football. And Will Fuller, a lot of raw potential. Yeah. I mean, he, the kid is, he was spectacular at Notre Dame. And I have high hopes for him. So, and they got my guy Braxton Miller. So. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They so they. It was a tough call because I was torn between picking them and the Jags. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and keep the Titans in the basement this year. That's where I think they're gonna be. I think so much of Mariota's success potentially could be, um, like we we what we talked about earlier with the rookie quarterbacks. That doesn't always hold up. There there have been a lot of Rick Myers in the world. Right. A lot of good one year quarterbacks. Now this and the NFL moves fast. They've Everybody in them. that league is fast. They're going to know how to defend you now. Um, the receiving core is good. They've got Andrew uh, Andre Johnson there to 
essentially be an assistant coach, I think, at this point. I think <laughs> right. he's probably fourth right. on the depth chart. Right. Uh, he, they can, all they got to do is talk to the Colt, talk to Andy Luck next time they're in Indianapolis. I'm, I'm giving you guys free fantasy, fantasy advice right here. So, you know, I, I love, I love to play in college FanDuel. Mm. And um, even though they got rid of it this year, the fucking bastards, but, um, there's a guy he played for, I believe it was UMass. Yes, it was UMass. And a wide receiver that the Titans drafted, Tajay Sharp. That is my epic mm. wide receiver sleeper. He's been tearing it up in camp. So if you're listening, keep that in the back of your mind. Tajay Sharp. And you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe Tajay Sharp blew up. You heard it here, you heard it here first. So. Um, but go ahead, Kevin, on what you're saying about the wide receiver core. Uh, you, no, you added right to it, and we'll see. I'm going to sign him on the waiver wire and blame you if it goes wrong. Well, it won't hurt that much because it's the waiver wire. I guarantee you he's still available, so go yep. pick him up right now. Yep. You know, you have your computer out. Go on ESPN.com Fantasy and pick up some Tajay Sharp. Oh, come on, man. They don't need any more plugs. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Titans in the basement. I have the Colts at third. The Texans, it came down to it. I think what the Jags did defensively will be enough for them. They're going to, I think they could be really good. Even if they're not really good, I think it will, they'll be good enough. Uh, the, the thing, they got two, they got two, if you think about it, they got two first round picks this year. And because Dante Fowler got hurt in the offseason, so he didn't play it down for them last year. Yep. So he's coming back this year. And then they got the kid out of Florida State, Jalen Ramsey. So. And they got the Allen boys on the outside wide receiver. Yeah, oh. they, they, they have good talent at wide receiver. They have now they're feeling almost a little stacked. I actually, my one concern with them offensively was the, pardon me, was actually the addition of Chris Ivory. I feel like this might have been, you know, yeah, I didn't get that with signing. The term addition by subtraction. I think this might have actually been subtraction by, by addition. I agree. I, I didn't really understand that. I think I like TJ Yeldon. Exactly. I like TJ Yeldon. I thought he was. He showed a lot of potential, and you really risk ruining a young player's confidence when you bring in a guy who's all he's ever done has been a able goal to be line a, back. Plat- a platoon back, really. Right. You know, a guy who what lost his well, he I guess technically lost his job to Matt Forte, but even before that, he kind of lost his job to Bilal Ooh, Powell. Powell. Like Powell was getting a lot of the coke. Pop, 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 pop. But uh, yeah, man. But I I just love what the Jags have done, man. And then Blake Bortles is he he's gonna he's gotten better every single year. And I think this year is gonna he's gonna be the fantasy darling. He's gonna throw for 30 plus touchdowns. And Allen Robinson is a freak, man. That kid is nice. Yeah. I, I benefited very much in the leagues last year from being able to pick both Hearns and Robinson up as a free agent yeah. last year. It didn't happen this year. I I'm hoping that we're both right because I waited and waited and took my quarterback late and Blake Bortles is my starter and I'm banking on like that is my strategy I, I going like that, forward. Like I've been that. making that move. Season. I can get him in the, like the ninth round um, and with, with guys like Andy Dalton still on the board. Right. I don't like to wait too late. I don't like to get in a position where I'm stuck That's playing you, Eli Manning. You know how I said I hate Jay Cutler. I hate Andy Dalton just as much. So, But go ahead. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that so we're we're in agreement again. So you would think we would have planned this out together, but we didn't. Right. Um. The uh, speaking of Allen Robinson, I can't say enough good things about him. But uh, where is he from? Big Ten. That's right, Penn State. So if you guys uh hear more of me, you know I'm a Big Ten bias. So every time, like Jeremy Langford, Big Ten baby. Whoop, whoop. We are, we are Big Ten guys. I'm a. We got Nathan's a Hoosiers fan. 
We're, we're a Big Ten representative network. Well, yeah, but well, if Notre Dame would finally stop being Notre Dame and just join already. That's true. But uh, basketball, I'm a Hoosiers fan. I know people give me shit for that, but I was raised in Southern Indiana. IU technically didn't have a football team to me. Nathan only likes IU football because he went there right. to school. Uh, that's the only reason why people are the you only, from there. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I'll watch a UT game when it's on ESPN2 is because I went there. If not, I wouldn't have. Uh, they've had some exciting running backs to watch the last few years. With, well, <laughs> Tevin Coleman, that's that's as exciting as it got because his NFL career is a disaster oh, so yeah. far. But uh, And uh, Jordan Howard, the kid, he's actually on the Bears now. So if he quits tiptoeing through the hole, he might be all right. Yeah, right. The he's guy. got potential. Potential is the... Uh, Objective word in Cleveland. Oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, mark it down. If the Browns can at least give RG3, not get him killed, we'll just say that. If they don't get RG3 killed, they will have a top six offense in the NFL this season. Ooh, okay. I, I said it, man. Because you said it. I, to, you have Josh Gordon, Terrell Pryor, uh, what's it, Corey Coleman. Barnage. And Barnkowski. That's what we call him up in Cleveland. We call uh, him Gary Barnkowski. Gary Barnkowski. So, uh, you know, that that's those are some massive weapons right there with Duke Johnson Jr. and Isaiah Crowell. And Robert Griffin is a weapon himself. Um, if the Browns could just block someone. I don't think it's even so much if the Browns can protect Robert Griffin. It's that if Robert Griffin can protect himself. But if it, he has grown, if he has learned how to when when to say when and when to slide it sounds like something so simple because most of us who don't play football in the nfl would have no problem sliding in front of a wrong coming safety but for those guys who take those hits every day right it's got to be tough to think about to make that decision of i'm going to sacrifice this yard because we all have even though we know we're mortal we all have this idea you know, you can have an ant die from lung cancer, but instead go outside and smoke a cigarette out in front of the hospital. You right. know, like for some reason, we all seem to think things aren't going to happen to us. Right. And Robert Griffin seems to be one of the worst at right. that. Like he just keeps doing what everyone on ES. If he would just turn on ESPN once, he'd hear it 13 times in a day that he needs to slide. slide. Yeah. <laughs> so. like, come on, you're not in college anymore, man. You're not getting hit by guys who are now working at State Farm. You're getting hit by guys who make serious money there are no walk-ons right. yeah exactly <laughs> you are no walk-ons you know yeah uh, yeah the nfl is a completely different animal so if, if i'm the browns man i'm telling you man they're gonna have a top six offense so do you that, think it's enough to win the division hell no <laughs> hell no browns aren't winning the division they heard it here first the browns will not win the division yeah. we called it here first <laughs> the Browns win the division when Tony Romo plays a full freaking season of games, and that's never going to happen. So maybe, oh, you might eat those words because I have a feeling in two years Tony Romo will be on the PGA tour. He's he, that good. He's I, I, he's that he's good. already played. Yeah, he's a hell of a golfer, but you know, you, it puts a lot of strain on your back and your body to keep on hitting a golf club. You know, so can I take a second and just say that that Tony Romo outside of being made out of glass may have like the he might be my nominee for just the coolest life like when you're a a teenager and you're thinking about like who you might want to be especially us growing up in the 90s what would have been like think about the guy got to be the the quarterback of america's team right gets to be cowboys quarterback he dated dated, jessica jessica simpson and what carrie underwood so he just gets to bring in all these 
hot chicks. And, and his then, wife is hot. And then when he retires, he's going to just get to play golf for the rest of his life. He's going to get, yeah. Right. Like, as much as I give that dude shit, I'd, I'll trade him spots right now. And, and you know, Broken he, back and all, Tony. Hit me up. You anyone want knows me. I'm the swaps. biggest Tony Romo apologist of all time. I, I've had fights and fights and fights with my father. About At least him. the top three of, as far as the Tony Romo. Yeah. I, I love me some Tony Romo, but, you know, it's the guy just can't stay. It is what it is. He can't stay healthy. You know, he, he's made of Laffy Taffy, so. Yes. <laughs> Laffy Taffy. So, are you going Steelers with the with the AFC North? I we we know I'm going Pittsburgh. We we know that Lou's going Bengals. So you're Bengals you're going sold. Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh surely for the fact that they have, in my opinion, the best running back in the NFL. When he gets back from his three game suspension, Le'Veon Bell is an absolute difference maker. He's a freak. He can do it all. He'll have a hundred catches. He'll have a thousand yards rushing. He'll have. 10 rushing touchdowns and eight receiving touchdowns. I love that kid so much. Uh, Big 10, by the way. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, and then they have Antonio Brown. Uh, I think the uh, what's, what's the wide receiver they had? Uh, the tall guy. who He's suspended for the season. That's going to hurt. Um, it's not Wheaton. Oh, no. Who's the other it's, one? Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? It's Why can't I think Bryant? of his name? Martavis? Yeah, Martavis Bryant. Martavis. That hurts. Definitely hurts, but... Yeah, if these guys could stay out of trouble, they might have had one of the all-time greatest offenses yeah, over the I, last I agree. two years. Even though y you can attest to this because you grew up in his hometown, uh, Ben Roethlisberger may be a douche canoe, but that dude is a hell of a quarterback, and he's a top three quarterback in my opinion. I, I think he's seriously the third best quarterback behind Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Like the, the dude's a straight baller. Yeah, he. Yeah, absolutely. You you could probably shuffle those three around and make the argument for either yeah, one. Yeah, I love I love Ben Roethlisberger, man. He's a hell of a football player. And I think I I'm really torn with I'm gonna go Steelers over Bengals, yes. but I'm really torn on it just because of the suspensions. I mean, uh, the Steelers they can survive the three game head start they give everybody else without Bell. Because D'Angelo Williams has proven he's good enough to do that oh, job yeah. on a short-term basis. I think he can hold up long enough to get them there. Bryant, that is going to be a big that is going to be a, a big loss. But again, something that I think they'll survive. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I think that's not much to contest here. Lou, you know, Lou will will give us some shit. Yeah, and the Ravens soon. are an afterthought because, well, who do they even have on their team? I mean, they have Joe Flacco and what Steve Smith, who's forty. Yep. Justin Forsett. Justin so Forsett. Got about four different running backs. They're trying to start over. Right. They're trying. They they might as well have an, a, a casting call. Like they, <laughs> that poor guy. I hope he's got his house on the market because they are they are doing just about everything it can to seem like. Uh, He's gonna not be in there for the uh, the the long haul. I don't think he's gonna make the whole season. So, well, that about uh, about covers what we had for the night. You got anything special you want to say to the people? Man, I missed you guys, man. I, I love doing this. This is back to back nights, man. I can get used to this. I wish we were getting paid. So, how about you guys keep listening <laughs> so we can start getting paid for this? All right, and then you know we can really see the reemergence of. Dirty dog messing. Oh, I had to put that in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was coming. Yeah, yeah, the dirt, the dirt dog junior. You blowing coke up strippers buttholes. I remember talking about that. Now, what is that called? Blumpkin? Or it, Blump? I didn't do it. 
What is, I got to clear the air before I, I can't. I can't just <laughs> no, sign off with I'm that. Saying when you get your money, that's what you're gonna be doing. You're gonna oh. be, what is it? Booming. <laughs> Boofing is Boofing. the term, and you don't and you don't you don't take it up the nose no. from you. You, you blow, blow it up a, up into yeah. her butthole. Yeah, that's <laughs> or his butthole. If that's what you're into. Hey, man, I mean, it's I, 2016. I, yeah, it's 2016. So that's why I have to say that second part. You know. Right. Because somebody actually, might need to find their safe zone in good old America. Actually, can we talk? I want to. I want to hit on one one topic um, before we jump off, and it's been. Uh, That's what she said. Heyo, <laughs> it's coming out with this. Have you heard about the Colin Kaepernick dilemma? Did you hear about that today? I was our, listening to it on the radio. So our uh, paranormal expert and travel podcast guy Nate, our good buddy Nate, he actually shared an article with me about a guy who wrote an interesting. Uh, a guy on Colin Kaepernick's side about it was basically a a, uh, a knife job on uh, Francis Scott Key, right? And him being a big racist and talking about like the the lines from that poem that were cut out mm. when it was made our national anthem in 1931, right? By notoriously racist president Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, so you know it, it it's really funny because um, this guy gets hammered for you know speaking it's his right you know i yeah a lot of people said well it's so disrespectful to the veterans and he wasn't even talking about veterans you know it has nothing to do with veterans and at the same time i'm just like it's his right and when these people are like well it's it's disrespectful for me to him he's just sitting down it's not a law he's just sitting down and expressing his feelings and i'm really starting to get sick and tired of these people coming out and tell, trying to tell us how to feel about these these things where you know if they can't stand in our shoes you know like it's really really starting to bother me like they only come out with blue lives matter or all lives matter in reference to black lives matter they were never saying that before the black ladders black lives matter movement started and it's really just starting to bug me and guys like colin kaepernick who stands up for what he believes in is getting cr crucified but they're giving ryan lochte a pass for being a drunken idiot and pissing on gas stations so so the th you're a I, I don't disagree with you b what what the one thing i will say well i can't stand when people say uh that it's disrespectful to not stand for the flag that is disrespectful to the troops. Okay. Based on my knowledge and my understanding, those troops, when they go over there, go over wherever, wherever it is that they end up getting sent to, when they fight and they fight for the flag, they fight for us. They fight for our right to sit the fuck down. If that's how we choose exactly. to that's express exactly ourselves what they do. and express and our frustration. I've, so if anything, right. he's exercising a right given to him. I don't think it's disrespectful to them. I think if he were to bend, and do what he didn't think was right just to fit in, then that would be almost more disrespectful. Right. Uh, but also, this is a career-killing move. I mean, look at what, um, what, what did his name used to be? Uh, it was uh, what Mahmoud well, uh, Abdul Raouf or whatever. You remember the Nuggets point guard? His name was Christopher uh, something. It's like Sharif Abdul Sharif Ra Rahim. No, 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 no. Sharif Abdul Rahim was a different guy. This guy, his name was like, oh, he went to LSU. He played, his name was Chris Jackson. He played with Shaq okay. when they were nasty, got drafted by the Nuggets, converted to Muslim, changed his name, and then like refused to stand for the uh -huh. flag and was like out of the league like two years later. Like this dude was a stud. Yeah. And the, they did, I think, a 30 for 30 on him. You know, and, and it's so sad where 
I just in America, if people are always questioning other people's patriotism and it's really starting to get, they're like, oh, well, um, if you don't like America, you can get out. And it's like, no, because then only you dumbasses who think like that would be, be left. Exactly. There'd be nothing so but sheeps and order order followers sitting around. And that's how the that's how the Nazis came to power because everybody just said, Well, if you don't like it, you're not you're not a true you can German. Get out. You, you can, can just get out. Get out. Yeah, right. that's that stupid fucking bullshit rhetoric and it's that so got funny. them there. And when people say like when I hear that, I'm like, Man, seriously, if I could get out, I would. If I if, honestly, if they wouldn't deport my ass, I'd be living in London right now, man. No, dude, not me. The way I see it, as much as I don't like it, if 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 all of the people that care enough to be vocal about the things that they're upset about, if they all just packed up and left, then yeah, then right, then it, things would just be worse. So I feel like you know what, I will say that we still do have it better than a lot of places, but to me that's not good enough when because we could definitely we know we could do better. Right. We know but also it's a self accountability thing. Right. Like people are lashing out at what they're frustrated at. It's a, everything it's we're all it's divide and conquer. So it's black lives versus blue lives. It's you know, Yankees versus Red Sox, but right. except it's been applied to like your life, Republican Democrat. Like if you would just take care of your own damn garden People it's, would get along I've a lot said better. Than I've always said that. If you just worried about yourself, this world would be a lot better. This country would be a lot better. It's like, who cares if two dudes are freaking want to get married down the street? It's none of your business. Does it hurt yeah. you? No, it doesn't. Well, it's against my beliefs. That's like me getting mad at you, Kevin, for eating a cookie because I'm on a diet. Yep. You know, like that. Come on. That's just dumbest thing I ever heard. And people in this country are always trying to hold other people back. And it's it's really really starting to like eat at me and you know i don't really blow up on social media but now we're on this platform where i can speak my mind and this is bad dinner guests so this is the whole point of it man <laughs> i'm gonna get my views out there you guys thought we were just gonna sneak in a little softball sports show but no yeah, no uh, this is getting political get really quick that easy. i can't wait to the days where this show really does blow up and we have callers because i'm that dude that's gonna say it you know people are gonna hate me they may hate me, but I'm going to speak my mind no matter what, man. And it's bring it on. That's all I got to say. The callers is we can't talk over them. Nothing frustrates me more than the radio shows that take callers. And then when, as soon as they disagree, because they're like, this is my show. To, like, just, oh, yeah. Really hold loud. on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. It's like, no, man, come on. Let, you, you'll have three hours to get your point off after you hang off the phone. All right. right. That's the one thing. So, yeah, call us. We need to get a one eight hundred number. Our, we have only do those still exist right now. Do we yeah, still we get one eight hundred numbers? Yeah, we need to get you. We, we need, need to get a toll free. Want people to send us faxes too? There, I don't even know why they do it. Are there are there non toll free numbers anymore? I don't even know, man. It's uh, we leave that to you, the people. Research. Let's get ourselves a six one four number. Bad dinner guests. Byob. Peace. Bring, bring your own brain. Oh, we're not yet. We have to wish a formal farewell to Dijon. Until next time. Right, guys, thank you very much, people. Uh, I, lo I love doing this, man. I, I wish I could do it more often, but who knows? You know, I, I may have to jump on here once a week and get back to my people. As I've said All to, 20 of y'all. As I've said to every girl that's <laughs> ever dumped me, I'll see you when I see you. I'll see you in hell, motherfucker.